back. Freedom Path Investors Podcast. We've got a special treat today. Uh, Cameron Cathar, I'd say you're one of the rising stars in the St. Louis <laughs> market, man. True. Fastest yeah. rising stars. That is not true. Scoot a little bit. Scoot up. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. I can do that. <laughs> so, yeah, Cameron, you just started in real estate, what, a year ago? Uh, we bought our first property a year and a half ago. It was, uh, I want to say... Uh, September, end of September in 2019. So not long before that, like you had no interest in real estate investing or really had thought about it much? I had interest. Um, I had never done it before, had no idea what to do. Um, didn't know that, that growing, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't know what wholesaling was. I didn't know what burring was. I didn't know, uh, anything about it up until about a year and a half ago. So I think this is going to be a great show for anybody that's new starting out. Cameron's done so much in a short time. Even if you're a seasoned investor, like this guy is killing it. So I'm sure you can pick up some tips from him. So yeah. Uh, so what, what were you doing a year and a half ago before uh, you got into the real estate? Man? So I was, a, I was, I've been a pastor actually for the last uh, eight years. Um, and, uh, so did that and lived in Colorado. Yeah. yeah. So I was, a uh, I was a missionary um, down in Belize uh, for about, uh, actually, that was a short stint. It was about, it was less than a year. And I was a full-time uh, pastor at a church out in Colorado. And then, um, and then from there, uh, my wife and I, we were like, hey, we wanted to get involved in real estate. Also, I had a cool opportunity to church out here. Um, and this is where I'm from. We had kids, wanted to be back close to parents. So we picked up, we moved out here in the summer of 2019. So the church originally brought you back to it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a I, I had a great opportunity. The church my dad is uh, is a lead pastor at um, had a had a cool opportunity there, and um, and you know still love the church and wanted yeah. to to be a part of that. And so uh, came back for that, but also at the same time I knew that I loved real estate and had a had a heart for real estate and uh, was really passionate about real estate. Just didn't know anything about it. Where'd that passion for real estate come from? Um, so it came from, I actually remember it specifically. I listened probably back in, in 2015. I listened to a podcast, a bigger pockets podcast. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and he explained, you know, just the power of real estate. And I didn't, I didn't know what he was saying other than the fact that, um, he had made a lot of money and was able to, to almost retire off of real estate. And so, you know, I'm like, that's amazing. All right. So I was passionate. And then, you know, I read rich dad, poor dad about, you know, making your, your assets work for you. And so, um, was always really interested in it of how can I, how can I leverage the money that I have, um, to make more money. So it's, it was something you were studying for a while. Yes. Found an opportunity. But I didn't know about the, the burr. Um, okay. I, the burr. The burr. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's how we've, for our, for the, the rental property side of, yeah. of our business, that's how we have done all of our properties. And honestly, I, I thought I was the kind of the old school method of, Hey, we're going to, when we moved back here, I, I knew I wanted to get in real estate, but it was like, I'm going to buy one house a year for the next 10 years. And I'm going to save up 20% down to put on that house. And I'm going to do that over the next 10 years. And then I'm going to spend the next 20 years paying them off. And when I'm, you know, 65 years old, I'm going to have 10 houses that are paid off in cash. That, that, that's a common theme I hear from so many people. That's their plan. Well, yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to get 10 or 20 houses. Well, why, why is that? Yeah. Well, I'm going to save up 20 grand a year and go do a down payment. Um, 
yeah, once you discover the bird method, it kind of blows your mind. Yeah, right? you can get your 10 to 20 house portfolio in like a couple of years, three oh, years. Yeah. Well, how, Dude, you, it blew my mind. I mean, it feels like it feels like stealing money sometimes. Bro. It's like, it shouldn't be, should be legal. How does that square up with your pastor? Right? Yeah. Well, it is legal. So yeah, it is legal. Yeah. It so is legal. A year and a half ago, you bought your first house. Mm-hmm. How many how many deals have you done? Who deals? Probably yeah, close to 100. Um, really? oh, yeah. Wow. Probably close to 100 when you include wholesales, flips, and rentals. Um, I, I would say more like 80 in the 80 to 85 range. So, what was that start date? Uh, year and a half ago, year and a, so yes, in September, six months, you've done a hundred deals, uh, a year and a half, 18 months. months. Yeah. 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 Probably, probably 85. I'd say I've done okay. 60, uh, at this point, 60 or so wholesales. Um, and then, uh, another 20, 25 flips and rentals. Wow. So that's insane. Mm-hmm. So wow. yeah. Backing up to when you first listened to that Bigger Pockets podcast, you started reading mm-hmm. books and stuff like that. Did you have the mindset of like I can do this, or were you still kind of like I'm not sure if this is going to work for me, or how? What What were you thinking at that time? Yes, I definitely. I, I I think I think that that is the you know how we've gotten to where we 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 are. My wife and I we talked about it. There's this saying. He's actually a, a writer um who who i follow on twitter is he's one of my favorite but he always like on twitter every morning he writes bet on yourself today um and and so and and honestly that's that's something i've I've lived by is like i'm gonna bet on myself uh i'm gonna go for it and if we fail we fail but um i'm betting on myself so i there is we went all in i'm not sure who that writer is his name's shay serrano so uh He's uh he's he, honestly his books are hilarious. Um, he's not like a profound like philosophical like he's not a, a big uh, he, he's not even in real estate. He he writes about rap and he writes about basketball. Um, but uh, two things that I love. So um, but he's he he he's awesome. So if you do have a chance, check out Chase Shea Serrano. Shea Serrano. He's, Shea Serrano. Okay. he's hilarious. Okay. Hilarious. Yeah. So. Oh, so, I mean, that's, I kind of had a similar mindset when I got into it. Like I got to the point where I've been absorbing everything I can. And I'm like, as soon as I get the opportunity, I'm just going to burn the boats. Not yeah. even look back at my old career in life and just forge ahead, man. So, I mean, wow. is that kind of where you were at too when you came back to St. Louis? And part of the, part of moving back here was burning the boats yeah. in a way. Um, we loved Colorado had an amazing job, um, amazing group of friends, worked in an amazing church. Uh, but I also knew like to get to where we wanted to be, uh, it wasn't going to happen in Colorado. And yeah. so, uh, so that was part of it was, was moving, was moving back here. Um, is that because you just didn't think there was the same real estate opportunities? Out oh there yeah. Or? Yeah. There, there wasn't, um, you know, for what I want to do, which is build up, you know, my end goal is to build up uh, a well, bunch of long-term Colorado's expensive real estate. So if you wanted to do 20% down on those, it would take you oh, quite a while. To it was going to, you know, to the, a three, two house that you're buying out there is, is going to be four fifty plus. Um, yeah. And that, and that's not nice. You know, you can buy, you know, in some areas you're, you're spending a million plus for a 1200 square foot house. You it's know? incredible. Yeah. Wow. So crazy. it's insane. Absolutely insane. I'll get closer to this. So, so you moved back and uh, you had been talking to Sam. You knew him from before Sam Prim and he kind of gave you the opportunity with faster house. Yeah. So, so moved back. And again, like I said, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know my plan. I just wanted to buy a couple houses a year. I saw, didn't even know Sam, you know, we, we went to high school together, okay. but 
we're Facebook friends. Um, we talked a little bit, you know, 12 years ago, but hadn't, hadn't talked since then. Sure. Saw him post uh, every once in a while, something about real estate on his Facebook. And so I reached out to him and was like, Hey man, would love to, to meet up. And, uh, and he responded back. Yes. Which even in that end of itself uh, is, is amazing for somebody that, that does as many deals as he does some rando, you know, that you haven't talked to in 12 years asking to go to breakfast um, meeting up. And so I, side note, but I, anytime somebody asks for help, I'm all in because that, that literally changed my life. Um, That, that one breakfast, Uh, but sat down, had breakfast with him. He was like, yeah, we, uh, we have a hundred, you know, a hundred rentals. And he said, we're going to do 200 flips this year. Um, You know, a hundred rentals. And it blew my mind that that was even possible. Um, And then he says, we've done all of this in five years. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to, I need to do whatever you're doing. Yeah. You perked up. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Okay. Did so that, I'm in. Did, did that land that conversation? Um, did he like kind of tease a job to you a little bit when you were doing that, or oh, later? Not at all. Not at all. That was uh, that was back in you know uh, June or July of 2019, um, and so I hadn't bought a house at that point. I, I that was the first time we talked in 12 yeah. years, so nothing. You know didn't talk about a job at all. Um, you know, I didn't even know, I didn't even know what he was doing. I didn't know what wholesaling was. So it was really just a surface level conversation of like, Hey, getting to know him and, yeah. and stuff. So, um, so you're getting going, you got your first deal. I mean, what do you attribute cam? I mean, what's been, what's made you so successful in such a short time? I mean, so, uh, so for, for, for us, I think that the biggest thing is, um, is we've been, we've been really aggressive. Um, we have, I haven't let many deals pass through and this is, sorry. So this is on the rental side, on the rental side for Lex and I building our rental portfolio, we've been really, really aggressive. Um, any house that I see that works as a burr that meets our criteria, I'm buying it. Um, that mean, do you mean like you're just the first one to get out there and look at it or you're going to come with a strong offer? I, I think our offers are, are normally, we, I mean, we've made money on the burr, um, burn out of every single one, but I think there's a lot of people that, um, you know, they, you know, they want to do one at a time or, you know, they, they want to, and, and maybe this is wrong. This is probably wrong. So don't take this advice, <laughs> but like, I buy the house and then figure out my lending. I buy the house and then we're, you know, we're, we're, you know, if we have five projects going on at one time, we're staying up till one o'clock in the morning, you know, working on them. And, and so, um, so we, we, we've always had multiple projects going on. And part of that is a lot of people, they want to slowly ramp up to that. That was not us at all. We, we bought our first one in September. We bought our second one um, in uh, in November, uh, from dusty Sanders. Um, and then I think in, in, uh, in January, we bought three. Um, and then I think in April we bought another two and then we bought, uh, 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 six pack and two more over the summer. And so it was just like, there was never, uh, we just, we just went for it, you know? Um, so I have two questions right there. Mm-hmm. First off the bat, your wife was always on board with this. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, <laughs> amazing. Uh, she's trusted me. She's never once, you know, been, uh, not on board. And, and not only that she's been on board, but then she's also, um, she's t- done a, a majority of the work when it comes to, cause like my, my full-time job is, is wholesaling. You know, I'm out trying to find the properties yeah. and once we buy them, 
she's the one that's rehabbing the properties. She's the one that's hiring out crews for them. She's the one that's doing the scope of work. She's the one that's finding tenants for the property. So, um, so we're great. She's She's equally as impressive as you are. Oh yeah. She loves it. She, she loves it. She wants to, you know, she, she pushes me. And, um, and so it's an amazing, amazing partnership. We, we love it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I mean, you're blessed to have a great team with your wife. Uh, I mean, me personally, it's been a slow process getting her on board with everything. And, um, I see a lot of just one man armies out there trying to do everything. And, um, if that was you, you could not keep up with that. You know, no. And honestly, what makes it amazing for us, you know, financially is, as I think you, you couldn't do what we're doing as a one person team. So a lot of people have to do a partnership where then you're split, splitting 50% of the profits. Well, sure. for Lexi and I, we all go to the same we, house. Exactly. Yeah. But we're doing, you know, we're yeah. able to have that. So it actually works out really, really, really well. We Thanks. love it. Well, the other question I have for you is like, you're talking about you bought one here, three there, two here. Mm-hmm. What was your goal or what is your goal? Um, or have your goals changed as far as like what you want your portfolio to look like? Yes. Um, so our goal for, for 2020, and honestly, we did it not as a joke, but we did it uh, like the whole, you know, 10 X, like we were, we were striving for, for more than we thought we could do. And our goal in 2020 was 20 homes. Yeah. Um, and we ended up adding, you know, uh, I think we had 17 or 18 rentals, but then did another, you know, 50 wholesales, um, and two flips. And so it, it was one of those things where, uh, it, it worked out better than we could ever imagine. Like we, it, 20 homes was like, it'd be awesome if we got five homes. You know, I remember yeah. thinking that in my head is we were, we were kind of planning that out. Um, and so, uh, and did a lot more than that. So, uh, and then our goals for 2021 is we want to do five flips. We want to do 25, uh, rentals and we want to do uh, 60 wholesales. So that would be what 85, that'd be 90 deals in 2021. Can you talk a little bit about how important it is to have those goals and set them and and track them? Is that something that's really crucial to what you're doing? Oh, 100%. So, um, so I'm a, I'm a firm believer. I read a book called Miracle Morning. Um, and he talks through, uh, he talks through every morning, looking at your goals, writing down your goals, um, visualizing your goals. And so, um, it, it just, one, it it keeps you on track. It realigns like everything that we're doing is for a specific purpose in this. Um, and so I actually every morning, um, and every night, uh, sometimes I miss at night. Um, but every morning I, I write down my, uh, five goals for the day. Um, whether that's, you know, as simple as, you know, work out and eat healthy or, you know, something, you know, just pretty easy to goals and and things that must be done. Exactly. And then I write down five of my long-term goals. Um, and and the long-term goals are more of like five year out goals where like my wife and I, one of our dreams is in the next five years is we want to own a house, a vacation house in Hawaii. We love Hawaii. And so, um, we want to have, uh, we want to have a hundred and hundred plus cash flowing units. We want to own a multifamily, you know? So I look at like kind of our five-year goals too. Um, and, and so that just kind of realigns everything. Like uh, it, it kind of filters everything that you're doing through those goals. And when you look at them every day, you know, you're, you're on fire for them. So, yeah, I was going to ask you, is it more so like that's, that's where I want to go. Um, and I just want to remind myself of that, or is it more like, I'm gonna take a step today to get there. I, I would say both. Um, there was, uh, I was listening to, I, I'm, I don't know who it was. Um, 
was listening to a podcast and it was on goal setting and and he was talking about how he writes down his long-term and short-term goals okay. every morning and every night. And he's like, he's like 99% of the population will write down their goals on January 1st and won't revisit them until give up a week later. Yeah. And, and we'll, then write down new goals. Exactly. And, we'll, and he's like, he's like, I look at my goals. Uh, what is, what's 365 times two, 730, 730. He's like, I look at my goals 730 times a year. Um, He's like, it, it, that just adds power to like when yeah. you're looking at those goals and also I, this sounds super out there. I'm a huge believer in like visualization. Oh, um, uh, so I, I read a, a study once and, and it sounds crazy, but it was, it was talking about teaching people uh, a vertical, um, how to vertical. And so they had for a month, they had people train um, every day of like, Hey, here's how you jump higher. There's another group. They didn't train them at all. They had them sit there and visualize yep. jumping higher. Yep. At the end of that month, the people that jumped higher were the people who visualized that they could jump higher than the people that were training. It boggled my mind. Yeah, I have, um, an, I have an anecdote on that. So actually, when I was, when I was in college at, at KU, mm-hmm. uh, I used to be able to like, just grab the rim all the time mm-hmm. like in high school and stuff. And like I couldn't do it. We were playing basketball. And I could not do it. I was like, what the heck's going on? And so actually, this, uh, this girl, she was in, I forget her major, but it was like some sort of science like that. Yeah. And she's like, just visualize it. Like, take like 10 minutes and visualize it. And so I took, you know, two or three <laughs> minutes. I do it for 10. But, and then I grabbed the damn hoop. It's, it's <laughs> insane. Like, so I do that a lot. And it feels super weird because, like, I'm just sitting there, like, close. In the first couple times, you feel, at least for me, I'm like, this is weird. This is really weird. Just sitting here visualizing me meeting all these goals. And, um, but I, I'm a firm believer in it, you know? Uh, and, and not to get too spiritual, but I even think like the, the, for me growing up in the church, the Bible talks about, about that, like, uh, in a way. And so, um, so it, I, I do do a lot of visualizing in the morning, you know, I've kind of got my morning routine. So, um, and I don't want to like overdo it. Sometimes I sleep in, sometimes I huge. <laughs> no, for crap. sure. So, but but I try to, you know, for the for yeah. The most part. It sounds like what's that? What that's doing? It's doing a lot of things, but it sounds like one of the things it's doing is it's providing a level of clarity mm-hmm. to what you want, and then now you can you can attack that. Yeah, right? because 100%. now you can be aggressive towards an end goal. You can be aggressive all day long, but just running all kinds of different directions. Like unless you're focused. One hundred percent. You know, I mean, you're gonna hit those targets. One hundred percent. I love it. I just think so much of the population is busy making all the stories of why they can't achieve what they want to do and whatever life circumstances they're in. But I mean, if you're waking up every day and imagining yourself in Hawaii, like smelling yeah. the smell of the air, what it feels like. Oh, I just bought another house. Like, yeah, no I mean, doubt about you can, it. You can see it. Yeah, right? it's amazing. And and, and again, like when when i go out and buy a house like i i know it kind of realigns with every time i do that it realigns with like our vision of yeah. of hey here's where we're going for and it also helps on those nights uh like right now tax season you know where it, it's insane and we're trying to figure stuff out and we're about pulling our hair out and yeah. why are we doing this and, and it kind of helps like <laughs> you know realign a lot of that of like hey there, there's actually a reason and, and and another big thing that we do talking about tracking um, is we track our net worth um, and and that helps too of like every every once or twice a month I sit down and I track our net worth because um, a lot of times it feels like, you know, you're, you're taking baby steps um, and uh, and then you look at it and you're like, oh, my goodness, look, look at what what's happened to it over the last well, year. Let's talk about that. Man, I mean, you uh 
you've been showing some good examples of this, just the power of real estate mm -hmm. and some of the refinancing you've been able to do already. Yeah. Um, so I, I've been slow to come around to this net worth idea. I've always thought about buying rentals as I'm just looking at it for the cash flow, you know, but I've seen you and Sam and Lucas pull mm -hmm. out massive cash out refinances and stuff yeah. like that. So how, how has that affected your life so far tracking your net worth? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's been amazing. Um, tracking the net worth. So uh, there's a, a guy, you know, I heard him, he said, uh, uh, you know, and he was actually talking about even longer term than this, but he said a lot of times you're going to do less than you think you can in the short term and more than you think you can in the long term. That's what I've heard Tony Robbins say. Has he said that yeah, too before? Yeah. Okay. So, um, and that kind of happened for us. We, we did our first, our first burr, um, and we, we pulled out like $8,000 on it, which is amazing. I'm not yeah. complaining about that. Um, and it was cash flowing 250 bucks. Um, and that, that we got we finished with that, uh, last January was when all the, and we were looking at that being like, it's $8,000. I mean, it's, it's, a, I'm happy with it, but it's not like life changing money sure, right. and 250 bucks a month. Like that, that's like Man. one or two date nights, you know, it's, it's really not that much. Um, I mean, like, this is, this isn't all it's cracked up to be, you know? Um, but then tracking that throughout the year of like, okay, we've done that. Now we've done that. 20 times and we've done way more than $8,000 and we have yeah, some of our, then, then you look at it and you're like, Oh my goodness, this is, yeah. this is amazing. Um, I think you shared with us and I hope you don't mind me saying yeah. it, but like all the cash you pulled out on the refis was basically like your yearly salary, right? Oh yeah. I mean, we, we pulled out just on refis. I mean, we just had one refi where we pulled out hundred and forty thousand dollars. Whoa! Yeah, um, on what like a package? Deal? It was a package okay. deal, but we pulled yeah. out hundred and forty thousand wow. dollars, which is tax free. So, um, and then the properties are still cash flowing about two hundred bucks a month. Yeah, so. that's key there. It's cash or it's tax free. Tax free, cash flowing. Yeah. Uh, you know the properties are still going to be a tax. You know, right off. You know, so deduction. So it's uh it's amazing so what is your net worth year and a half in real estate <laughs> what year and a half in real estate where are you at uh you said we could talk about anything so it's it, it's a uh it's um are you tracking like the equity you have in the property so i'm tracking so when we're, we're when i track my net worth i'm tracking um equity i have in properties yeah. i'm tracking uh, I, I track everything. So I track how much money we have in the bank account. I, yeah. I have a couple uh, stocks that I have uh, that, that we have some money in. So I'm tracking everything. Um, uh, it, it's over a million and less than 2 million. Um, that's good. That's, right, that's a good right, right in the middle. So is that, is that mostly because of real estate? Yes. We, uh, at the beginning of the year, we were at 60,000. Holy yeah. smokes. So that's amazing, man. Yeah. Um, and so I part of that is, is all of our properties. We've added, you know, almost every one of our properties we have at least 30, some 40, 40 plus in equity in. Um, and we have, you know, 20 plus of those. And then uh and then um our refinances, like we pulled out 130, we pulled out 20 something on another one. So we've we've added through those. And then, um, and then, I'm, you know, there with the wholesaling, the wholesaling thing was just kind of dropped into my lap. Uh, yeah. and that has been really, uh, uh, 
really great financially as well. And so um, it's, it all has to do with real estate, um, but definitely a bunch of different ways. And then um, we did also just not real estate related, got really lucky on a, on a, you know, back in March when the, the market crashed, we, we, uh, put, we put in a bunch of money into the stock market and, um, and saw that go up. So, uh, so yeah, it, it was a, it was a great, it was a great, yeah. it's a great year for us. Nice job, man. Let's talk about buying houses a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, wholesaling and everything. So that's pretty much your day job, your active income, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was, I've been here for some, a lot of people, like somebody I was just text, texting with, like they're afraid to talk to people. They're afraid to talk to sellers. And like a lot of people that want to get in the game can't ever get over this hump. Yeah. I mean, that's where you're, you're kind of cutting your teeth. You're getting out there. Dealing yeah. With the sellers. So, um, what's been working for, good for you? I mean, when you're in somebody's living room and convincing them to sell them your house. <laughs> so the, the biggest, the biggest, the biggest thing for me is I had to realize that I was helping the yes. seller. Yes. Um, if you go in there thinking that, that, you know, you're not helping the seller, that you're taking advantage of the seller, that yeah. you're doing X, Y, and Z to the seller, you're not going to get a deal done because then you, you know, you don't Probably feel yet. exactly. I, I, one, you know, I, and I truly do believe that and and you guys are too, but um, that I, I am, you know, I do everything with as much integrity as possible. And, and so um, when I go into a house, I want to, it to be a win-win situation for me and for the seller. Um, but I also, I know um, just through doing the business a long time, not a long time, but from doing it a lot over the course of the last year, there is a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people that have no idea what to do with their house because they've had dogs and cats and, and smoked in it. And it's it, it yeah. just, it, they, they, there's nothing they can do. And if they called up uh, a rental company and said, Hey, come out, can you come out and, and clean up my property and renovate it to where I can list on the market? They're going to quote them some crazy hundred plus thousand dollar bid. And they're going to be underwater on their house when they go to sell it. And so going in there and knowing like I'm, I'm doing what's best for, for the seller. Um, and that, that gives me a lot of leverage. It gives me confidence, I guess, when, when I'm, cause I know that I, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I just know that I'm doing what's best for them. And then also I make a little bit of money. So let's back, let's back up like two seconds there. So you said that you want, you switched from like, I'm not helping the seller to I am helping yeah. the seller. What made that switch? I think a lot of people struggle with that. Um, well, I guess what made that switch was when I realized, and actually I heard uh, heard somebody talking about it, where he said the average price to fix up a kitchen is uh, it, it just this is a mid range kitchen is twenty grand. The average price to to redo a bathroom is eight grand. The average price to lay flooring is like ten bucks a square foot. And, and I started adding that up in my head. And the typical house that that we do, you know, you're going to need all of that. That's twenty eight. It's a thousand square feet. So you're looking at it fifty thousand dollars just for that. Um, so you know, and I knew, know you guys know this, but to whoever's listening, so say you have a house that is worth um, $150,000 fixed up yeah. and that person is going to have to put 50 plus grand into it uh, and then list it, pay realtor fees, closing costs, X, Y, and Z. Um, 
if we offer them a hundred thousand dollars off the top of that hundred fifty thousand dollar house, they're making more money doing that than actually putting the money into yeah. you know. Um, and and so that kind of is the how I I got past that was when I just started learning the business more, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I, I think that that helped me a lot is going in there realizing that I'm helping them. Um, and then I know that uh, which you guys are, are are you know are great at this too, but I know that like. I'm, I'm going to be, uh, generally the, uh, the, um, most reliable wholesaler that they work with. Um, I'm going to be the best wholesaler that they work with. Uh, I'm going to have the most integrity out of any wholesaler they work yeah. with. Like, uh, that, that gives me a little bit of confidence when I I'm talking about being able to display that confidence yeah. is going to set you apart from anybody else. Coming mm-hmm. there, so. Yeah. So we we'll talk about that because that is a, that is a key factor in, uh, presenting your offer to somebody because you guys are going to close on that house. Like bar some, some, some weird deals, some yeah. weird situations, right? Maybe it's a floodplain or something, yeah. but you guys are, if you write a contract, you're closing on it. And you guys have the capital back that up. Yeah. So if I write a contract on your house, I'm closing on your house. Um, if we lose money, which I have a couple of houses, I'm, I'm about to lose some money on. <laughs> um, but uh, if we, if we lose money on it, we're going to lose money on it. Like we uh, I, I've seen too many times and had too many people call me that, have went under contract with other wholesalers that the day before closing, they call them and say, Hey, can't close on your property anymore. Um, and yeah, and they're ready to, they're ready to, to, you know, they're ready to move. They have a new, new house that they're closing on the next day, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, and that's just not who we are. So, uh, when I write an offer, there's no contingencies. I walk at one time and I'm buying your house. Uh, now, now granted, there are some weird instances where there's foundation cracks. There's a pool that needs to be checked out. You know, there's where I'll, I'll write a contingency. Um, but, uh, but that's few and far between. And when I do write a contingency, I'm very clear of like, Hey, this is a contingency because we might back out of the contract. Um, so don't, so don't like, don't write, don't set this in stone yet, you know? Um, so I, I'm very clear when we do write a contingency of like, Hey, there, there's a reason for this contingency. And there's been a couple times where we just haven't wanted the house and I've written a contingency and I've been very clear and upfront of like, I'm writing this contingency and I'm going to shop this to other people. Cause I think that I have somebody in my network that will want to buy this house. I don't want it, but I think somebody will. So, but if I can't find anybody else to buy it, then I'm going to back out. And so there's been probably three or four times that I've done that in the last year, but I am, I'm so upfront with them on that of like, I'm shopping this house. uh, And, and if I can't find somebody to buy it, I'm backing out of the contract. And a lot of times they're, they're, they're cool with that. Cause I'm honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the way to go. I feel like if you're going to write a contingency, or if you're going to do something like that, you got to let the seller know yeah. what to expect. Mm-hmm. And that's going to build up so much more trust with you than if you just try to hold things back. Is there going to sense that? 100%. So, uh, and that's, that's, I mean, that's worked great for me is, is being honest. Um, and then, and then I, I would say another overarching thing is, um, and this is just part of my personality of who I am, but I love people. I love talking to people. Um, so when I go into a house, most of the time, it, it's 45 minutes before we even start talking about the house. Like we're, I'm just, I'm trying to find out like, what, what do you like? Um, and let's talk about it. So, you know, looking around the house and seeing like hunting stuff or, or sports stuff or car stuff. And I, you know, I'm just, uh, I, that, that's, I usually try and, and build up that rapport and, and camaraderie with, with whoever is. But, on but that's really natural for you, right? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I love it. Like it's not work. It's not like yeah. hard for me. Yeah. It's just, uh, but I, I love that. I could sit and talk with people all day. Um, that's why I love this job so much. But so, I mean, this came up on our mastermind call today. We were talking about the oh, yeah. Cam- Cameron's in our the personality <laughs> profile for the, the atypical house buyer acquisitionist, right? Yeah. The Did typical, the, the typical, typical right? yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You were like the ideal profile for that. Um, what, what was your disc? You're the high. So high? it's a high I. Um, and essentially what that means is uh, I love, I love people. Yeah. I love being around people. Um, you know, uh, on the, the Enneagram, it's like, a, 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 I don't know, there's numbers on it. It's a seven. Um, what's the Myers-Briggs? It's an E on the Myers-Briggs. Yeah, um, uh, but, but yeah, I just love to be around people. Love to talk to people. Yeah. I could, I could be around people 24 seven. I mean, I see a lot of people getting into the game. Like this is a person that is more comfortable working behind the computer mm-hmm. and more of an introvert. And it's like, you probably need to find somebody to get on your <laughs> team yeah, that exactly. wants to go out and meet with people. So and, yeah. I'll, I'll speak that because I am an introvert. Like my Myers Briggs, I'm an introvert and all that stuff, but I do like people a lot. It's just uh-huh. not like big groups of people. Okay. So like I could do this all day long. Yeah. Drive with you like this is great. You get like two more people in here. And I start it's like, like yeah, I'm this gonna is... sit out real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Take, take Jake to the hockey game and he starts yeah. curling up in a ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, I was gonna say something I forgot. So, so, sorry about that. No, no, you're good. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I I think that is one of the the top ways of I've bought houses is just finding that common ground and being a people person. And then I've walked some houses with wholesalers. I've made this a commitment. I have never said one bad thing about a house. Um, I've walked houses with other wholesalers that are like, ah, this needs done and this needs done. And this is really crappy. And and they rip the house down. People are calling us because they know their house sucks. They don't need us to tell them that it sucks, you know? Um, And so I, I, I don't do that. I, I, uh, I actually talk up the house and like, hey, this is well, are they like, well, Cameron, if you think it's so great, it your offer this <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I do, I explain to him like, uh, and usually that's just walking that fine line of like, even though you know, you know, this is great, we would replace this, we would get new appliances, and so, and and that's another thing too is is I've I've read a lot of books on um, just negotiation of like, we were just talking about the disc of like reading people's disc and how to sell to certain, certain people, like how to sell to introverts, how to sell to the person who's got that domineering personality and let them think that they've won. And so, um, what's your favorite uh, negotiating book? I'd never split the difference probably. Um, yeah, it's a great book. I know it's pretty generic. Um, um, uh, even like how to win friends and influence people. Um, I've never read that one. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm, I'm reading one right now. Actually, I thought it was going to be more about like learning people. Um, it's written by Malcolm Gladwell. It's called uh, something like on the name of it. Um, the, the new one that just came out. New one that just came yeah. out. Yeah. I'm listening to, I said reading, I'm actually listening to it on audio book, yeah. but uh, same thing. Some people, some people don't include it as the same thing, but I'm listening to it on audiobook. So, I mean, you're yeah. still putting good information in your head, right? Yeah. So why is it a bad thing? Yeah. So, um, but, but love them all. And it's been a, it's been a blast. I, I love, love wholesaling. Awesome. So, well, what's, yeah. uh, what's your best advice for somebody that's just starting out, wants to build a rental portfolio, wants to wholesale? What, what do you tell those type of people? Um, uh, two, two things. Um, one is, uh, your network is so important. Um, you know, there's that saying that, you know, uh, 
you know, look at, look at the five people, the average of the five people around you. And that's, that's where you're going to go. Um, and so having a good network, um, like we pay a lot of money for, for that mastermind. Um, but that's because I'm, I'm, I'm talking to some of the best real estate investors in St. Louis. I'm probably everybody in that masterminds in the top 1%, you know? Um, and, and so having a great network, uh, but, but then, um, the, the second thing would be, um, you know, just from night, just, just do it. Like, uh, you know, I've, I've heard, I think it was Brandon Turner who said the only people that he has seen not succeed in real estate are the people who don't do it. Yeah. Um, and, and so that, that was big for Lexi and I of, of kind of just saying, Hey, you know what? we're going to, we're going to do it. There, there's so many people that have that analysis paralysis where they want to learn so much before they jump in. Yeah. They want to know the whole, all the how. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know all the how now. I mean, I have no, I, there's so much stuff that I'm learning. Like uh, this is going to sound so stupid because people are going to be watching this. Like, I thought this guy knew what he was doing. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know like 1099s and all the, the tax stuff that we're going through right now. I'm like, this is insane. Yeah. Like sending 1099s to anybody that we paid over 600 bucks. And we've got literally hundreds of people that we have to do that to. Um, and so, uh, so like, I don't know the how, but we're, we're, we're figuring it out. Well, that's a great point. So you don't have to be the, like a jack of all trades and master of all. You know, yeah. I mean, you can just kind of know your one thing that you're really good at, make a lot of money like you mm-hmm. have, and then just kind of, well, your wife compliments you. Yeah, and I know you're hiring out other people, look for yeah. other people to help that as well. So you build a team around your strengths, right? Yeah. You know how to get a great deal and figure out the rest as you go. That's, that is the goal. That's yeah. the goal. So, uh, yeah, so I, I would say good network and and literally just just do it. Like if, if you want to get into real estate, get into it. Make a deal. So I wrote down Figure some things out. here as you were talking. Yes. Here. So here's, here's what it seems like your formula is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like faith and mindset, mm-hmm. your network, yeah, and you're aggressive. Yes, oh, 100%. That's, things that you're doing. That, that's perfect. That's, yeah. that, that sums it up. Um, I've never actually like put that down, but that sums it up perfectly. Um, is is faith and mindset, um, having a great network because we have gotten into a group of an amazing people. Um, and uh, and then, you know, just doing it. Yeah. So good yeah. stuff, Cam. Uh, right. I know we're running short on time. You got to get going somewhere else. Yeah, Cam's got to buy a house. Buy a house. I, I got to go buy a house today. Hopefully I get it. I'm headed yeah, there. You will. Right now. I think I will. I think I, I've actually already got it locked up. Um, so uh, I've already got a verbal on it. Just have to. Uh, five minutes. Talk about that. How do you do it? All right. So um, so he sent me pictures of it. Uh and sent me the address. I ran comps on it and uh, comps are, are really strong on this, this uh, property. Uh, and so essentially if it needs less than um, 60 grand worth of work, which you can do a lot of stuff for 60 grand, um, it's a deal uh, for the number that he was asking. Uh, so, and he sent me pictures and, and it does need a lot of work, but my, my numbers from pictures came to about $45,000. Okay. So um, I did tell him like, I, I can't, I can't write a, a non-contingent offer until I actually step foot inside of it and look at it. Um, but we verbally agreed on the price. And so right now I'm just going to go walk it. And, uh, and if it doesn't need more work than $60,000, I'll, I'll buy it. So, um, so I think from it's from a good... seller or from a, uh, another investor. It's from another investor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh and I, I love this guy. Um, he was super honest. Uh, 
with me. Um, he called me and said, Hey, I've got this property. I have it locked up for, uh, for $30,000 and I'll sell it to you for a $5,000 assignment fee. He said that if, if, you know, you can't get that, then I'm going to give it to other shop to other people. So okay. I love that with, with wholesalers when yeah. he's just pretty straight up and honest. Um, and so, uh, so we'll, we'll hold for everybody. Right? Yeah, what? It's a win-win. Yeah. So the, 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 the seller, um, again, you know, I was telling you this, I love this about, about real estate. Um, the seller, he is from out of state. Uh, the house is destroyed. The house is destroyed. Um, he could not take it to the open market. And yeah. so he, uh, he reached out to a buddy of his, who was also a wholesaler. So the wholesaler's friends with the seller said, I just want, I want to get rid of this. I don't know anything on, on it just make me an offer so I can make a little bit of money. Yeah. So the wholesaler offered 30, reached out to me, is offered 35. Um, so the wholesale, the seller's going to make 30, wholesaler's going to make five. And then I don't know what I'm going to make yet, but hopefully it's, hopefully I'll make, nice you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hopefully I'll make, uh, you know, 10, 10 K on it or so. So sure. um, yeah, so it's a, it's a good deal all around. Everybody wins. And then whoever uh, buys it from me, will either, we probably won't rehab it. We'll probably honestly wholesale it again. Yeah. Um, but uh, whoever buys it from me will hopefully rehab it and uh, and make a lot of money on it too, because um, it's you know a hundred thousand plus dollar house. So it's enough uh, enough for everybody to eat. So. Yeah, I mean, thanks for doing this. Hey, thank you All guys. Right, go lock it up.